0: Eat Drink DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market.
1: Hey, North Texas food fans. Welcome to Eat Drink DFW from the Dallas Morning News. Each week, we dish on the local restaurant scene, food and drink trends, cooking and shopping tips, and unpack everything that makes North Texas one of the most vibrant, diverse, and ambitious food scenes in the country. I'm your host, food editor, Aaron Bookie, and this week, we're telling the tale of two Texas steakhouses and why we love both. One, a small-town old-timer with a big personality, and the other, a flashy big spender spot with the most in-demand waiter in Dallas. We'll also dive into how artificial intelligence might change our lives forever, including how we eat. It all gets started right after this.
0: Central Market is really into food. Like fish flown in so fresh it still has jet lag into food. Our sourdough starter has been around since grunge was a thing into food. We're talking more prime cuts than a greatest hits album into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then we're the HQ for you. Whether you're a make-every-recipe-in-the-cookbook foodie or a my-favorite-recipe-is-reheat type who just digs the delectable, no place makes every day more delicious like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Be sure to go to DallasNews.com slash food for information on our show and lots of food and drink stories. And you can always share your thoughts with us at EatDrink at DallasNews.com. Later on, we'll be talking about artificial intelligence and its impending takeover of the world. But first, we'll hear about the latest food news and trends from writers Sarah Blaskovich and Claire Ballard and our producer, Julie Fisk. So recently, we've had two very different stories about two very different local steakhouses. Now, Dallas has a lot of steakhouses, obviously, but there are some that are uniquely special. So, Sarah, you recently wrote about Ranchman's, a longtime spot in Ponder, Texas, that recently reopened after being closed for three years.
2: People all over North Texas were convinced this place was not going to reopen. And I really feel for the owner, Dave Ross, because he had a bunch of construction issues. And, of course, they also weathered the pandemic, as did every other restaurant and that's not easy. But there were so many people out there who had nothing to do with this restaurant who seemed to have all the information about how it would never reopen. And the owner is like, give me a break, guys. I'm doing my best here. So it did take longer than it probably should have to reopen this restaurant, but he replaced all the floors. There was no dishwasher room at all. And way back, Ranchman's opened in 1948 and Dave started working there. He's the current owner, but he started working there as a server in the 70s. And back then, the owner was a woman named Pete, who cussed a lot and I think was a difficult person maybe to work for, but also ran a really good restaurant and people seemed to love her. And as Dave tells it, he, the server, had to wash his own dishes, cut the steaks for the customers. I mean, it was just a whole operation. (laughs) Apparently, Pete didn't believe in paying a lot of people to do a lot of jobs. So he feels especially happy about the dish room because as we all know, every single restaurant needs a place where we can wash dishes. And now Dave doesn't have to do it anymore. This place is known for its chicken fried steak. It is in Ponder, Texas, which is kind of by Texas Motor Speedway. And gosh, people in limos and helicopters have eaten there, as have the small town folks in the neighborhood. Uh, Meatloaf filmed a music
1: video there. Oh, Meatloaf the musician, not the dish.
2: Correct. (laughs) I don't know if they have Meatloaf on the menu. This could be confusing. Yes. (laughs) I feel like over the years there probably was some Meatloaf. They're known for their chicken fried steak, but yes, Meatloaf the Man filmed a music video there. They've been on the Food Network twice. Name a publication in Texas and beyond, and someone has sent a writer there to try to capture the spirit of this quite old, very beloved, quote unquote, steakhouse, which is really a down home Southern cooking place.
1: Yeah, I kind of feel like that was kind of how it worked with older spots. They called themselves steakhouses, but it's not really what we think of a Dallas steakhouse today.
2: And I want to say one more thing about Ranchman's. The owner would love it if you do not go
1: there. right now. (laughs) They just opened. They're
2: low on staff. He saw our newspaper coming in and I had his permission to sit in there on day two and have lunch. And he begged me not to write this story. So the story begins, don't go to Ranchman's Ponder Steakhouse anytime soon. (laughs) And then the entire top of the story explains that you should go some point, but you should not go right now because they aren't ready for you. And they're just trying to get their feet underneath them after three years closed. So please remember that if you do
1: go or just wait a second. You get this a lot, Sarah. <laughs> I
2: like, know.
1: People who don't really want you to write about them yet when they first open. I feel like this has happened more and more since the pandemic.
2: I appreciate the power. I don't know that I have as much as, <laughs> as some think. But sure, by by writing about a restaurant, it will send people there. Yeah. And most people think that's a good thing. Right. But some do not.
3: And I yeah. think the internet has changed so much, right? Like I think restaurants are nervous that if things aren't quite perfect and they don't have a fully staffed restaurant or things aren't totally up to par that they could really get raked over the coals on Yelp or the like, and that's a scary thing for a lot of businesses. So I get it. At the same time, it's like you want to share you want to share exciting news of a place that people love that it's back. Yeah, and you only get one opportunity to get a first impression. So
2: he knows that deeply at Ranchman's, and I think he's considering the first impression even for people who have been there. This is the next new era of a first impression, and he's understandably concerned about that. But I had a really nice chicken fried steak, and um, I also had some ham and some cabbage and and mashed potatoes with gravy and they were all just yummy down home southern cooking fluffy yeast rolls
1: i liked it sounds delicious i will go sometime not this week or next week <laughs> there you go good <laughs> but i'll put it on my calendar You got
2: one person who's listening <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> And so, Claire, you recently spent a lot of time at one of Dallas's higher-end, fancy, flashy steakhouses called Nick & Sam's. And you spent a lot of time with a server there who is, by all reports, probably the most in-demand waiter in Dallas.
3: Yeah, so I just wrote a profile of a guy named Benny who's been there at Nick & Sam's for just about as long as the restaurant has been, 20-some years, 23 years. And that's a pretty rare tenure in the industry. So he caught my attention because, from what I heard, really has changed the game at this restaurant. So he has a fiercely loyal and dedicated customer base that requests tables with him and him only. So much so that the restaurant cannot keep up with that demand for him. So I wanted to know like what makes this guy so good at his job? And the answer is really that while he has the nuts and bolts of fine dining service down to a science, he's a relationship builder with a meticulous eye for detail. He has people's drinks orders memorized. He knows their steak preferences. He he knows when their kids graduated. I mean, he knows everything about the people who dine with him and he gives his personal cell phone number out for people to contact him directly for Ooh. reservations <laughs>
2: (laughs) Do you think that when he remembers people's preferences, it's because he has an excellent memory or because he has a binder full of notes?
3: Both. Mm. He takes very diligent notes on diners and eventually has them memorized. And, you know, it kind of depends on how long people have been dining with him. One evening that I was there, there was a table, a family who lives in Houston and they have been dining at that restaurant with him specifically for 18 years. And there was another table. They've been there and now are regulars. They've been dining with Benny for three or four years. I think he probably knows just as much about both of those tables at this point. Uh, And I also saw him working with diners who he's never met before. And the thing that's really amazing is that you wouldn't know. He treats them all the same and I think that's what has made him in such high demand. But anyone who's anyone who dines at Nick and Sam's if it's a high profile person dining there, they're usually going to be seated with Benny. All the pro athletes that come and dine in there regularly, the politicians. So he's had a really fascinating vantage point as a fine dining server in this city uh, to see a lot of really fascinating people and a lot of, I'm sure, very interesting conversations. Did he share any of those with you, Claire? Off the record. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Does he, he doesn't really serve and tell. No, (laughs) no. I wish, you know, it would be fun if he did, but uh, you know, he's just professional the whole way through and uh, he takes what he does very seriously and he makes a lot of money doing it. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so that's another thing he won't really talk about. And I get it, you know? I mean, that's kind of a weird thing to, to put out there, especially when you make your money off of tips. You know, it's it's a weird dynamic. But I think it's safe to say that he's probably the highest paid server there at that restaurant. And my guess is one of the highest, if not the highest in the city. You're working with tables that are spending thousands of dollars on a meal. There are steaks there at this restaurant that you can drop close to $800 on for one steak. It adds up quickly. And there are a lot of people who dine there that spend with without worrying about how much they're spending. So he has made a full-blown lucrative career off of it. More than all of us combined, probably. Oh, yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. Like, you know, I had a moment where I was like, do I quit my job and go work at Nick and Sam's? But you know what the reality is? It is not easy. It is a place where you have to do very rigorous training before you can ever take an order. I mean, once the tables start filling up every night, it is go time and you do not stop until the last person is out of that building. And it is hard, hard work mentally and physically.
2: Anyone who has ever waited tables will have the I'm in the weeds nightmare for the rest of their
1: lives. That's so true.
2: Yeah. The thing that's
3: amazing is this guy, like I watched him in the thick of it. He's just, you know, doing his thing, whistling in between tables. And you would never know that it's as high pressure as it is. But I mean, he's done it for almost 25 years. Where did he work before Nick and Sam's? So he immigrated from Kosovo in the 90s to the U.S. and came as an exchange student and started working in in restaurants. I guess technically he worked at Sal's, which is a pizzeria in Uptown, for a short stint before then going on to work for Nick and Sam's when it opened. And he took that job uh, to pay his way through college and had plans for a career in telecommunications and saw how much money could be made as a fine dining server and decided to stick with it. And now he's still there. Wow. If you want to see what this guy is like in action, our photographer, Smiley Poole, spent the evening there with me watching him work. And it's amazing to see. You can see all of those pictures and read the story at DallasNews.com slash food. And that whole story is there.
1: All right. Thanks, guys. Stick around as we address how artificial intelligence may already be changing our dining habits. That's right after this. Welcome back, everyone. So one of the buzziest things we're hearing right now is artificial intelligence and a newish chatbot and text generator called ChatGPT. I think everyone's kind of worried about their jobs actually right now being replaced by this technology. I know I sure am. Yep. Um, You can ask this thing to write a convincing cover letter. Not that I have a poem. And yes, even give out restaurant recommendations. Bum, bum, bum. Um, So OpenTable recently launched ChatGPT restaurant recommendations. So I I do have Chat GPT, but I do not subscribe to ChatGPT plus. I have not given this thing money yet. And so I think this new thing on Open Table only works for ChatGPT plus members and it's twenty dollars a month, so I haven't been able to try it out. But it's kind of a lot. So what do you get with that?
3: I don't know. Like I've only used it to put in like weird stuff. <laughs> Um, I feel like we are, we just need to preface this by saying we are completely unqualified yeah, we're to not. talk about ChatGPT. <laughs> if, if you need a real deep
1: dive into AI and ChatGPT, the New York Times has a really good total section on it. Where you Also, can, if
2: you thought you got a deep dive into AI on the Eat, Drink, DFW <laughs> podcast. <laughs> You're wrong. Good point.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you basically ask it questions or put in some parameters and it will spit stuff out.
2: I worry for the juniors in high school who are given a topic to write a book report on. The studious kids like me just like spent an evening learning about that civil war battlefield and the kids today who don't care are just going to ask chat GPT to write that essay for them.
3: And that hurts my little writer's heart. Yes kind of terrifying it is very terrifying did you read i think it was a new york times story a writer who chatted with ChatGPT when it oh. initially rolled out and over the course of many conversations it basically was like trying to convince him to leave his wife it learns things as it goes and it can have like really compelling arguments and conversations and it's interesting when you start applying that to the restaurant landscape On Twitter recently, a local foodie, Jamil Bada, he recently shared the results that he got when he asked the chatbot what the best restaurants in Dallas are. So first on the list uh, is Uchi and Papa Bros, Steakhouse, Teon, Town Hearth, Abacus, uh, The French Room, Lucia, The Mansion Restaurant, Sachet, and Bouillon. What's interesting is that several of these do not exist anymore, (laughs) first of all. (laughs) (laughs) But they're all really good. Like that's still pretty. It's a solid list. It's interesting to see what it gathers. I mean, because it's pulling this information from all corners and pockets of the Internet to generate these answers. So it gives you kind of a good read of of what restaurants people are liking and rating highly. Yeah, I feel less threatened by ChatGPT
2: because I think tools like this are cool. You can just say, what's the best Vietnamese restaurant in Dallas? And it will give you some of those answers. And the place where it got some of those answers are the same places where the rest of us would have looked to. So we as humans can provide context that so far ChatGPT cannot But if I'm writing a list about anything, I'm checking many websites, lists that are already out there, just to be sure that I haven't missed something and ChatGPT is just doing that faster. So I think the beginning of the conversation about where do I eat or what's interesting in this neighborhood isn't our job as journalists to try to own anymore. That's not been our job since Yelp showed up. Right. So our job is to provide context and to know things before they open, to share news about restaurants. And maybe ChatGPT will do that someday, and I will feel sad about that. But right now, I just think it's a very smart, cool way to start someplace. And Jamil's list from ChatGPT, there were a couple people in there who were like, oh, thank God, this is not what we're living on. That wasn't my reaction to this list at all. Of these 10 restaurants, I like a lot of them a lot. And there are a couple real good restaurants on this list that just aren't aren't there anymore chat GPT should be smarter than that and he she they will be smarter than that someday but I was like oh that that's a fun
3: starting point thank you Sarah I feel much better don't worry Aaron You're still doing a great job. Well, here's the thing. When you're looking at online reviews for restaurants, you are vetting the information through a certain lens, right? Saying like, oh, well, you can kind of spot a fake review when you see one, right? Like, is it smart enough to do that? I don't know. I think it can be used as a tool, but probably not an end-all be-all. And it's fine
2: until it talks your husband into leaving you <laughs> exactly. and then taking it to Abacus <laughs> for dinner, apparently. <laughs> well, and then it's going to show up and realize that abacus clothes gosh darn it i
1: need my wife back <laughs> Shoot. and as far as we know chad GPT does not have a mouth and it cannot eat at this point yet <laughs> exactly <laughs> i
2: don't so. know have you guys seen
1: westworld it's about to get weird oh gosh. yes yeah. and that's all the time we have for eat drink dfw this week thank you all for joining and i hope we've made you hungry for more we also want to hear from you so share your food thoughts favorite restaurants or tasty recipes with us at eat at dallasnews.com The show is produced by Julie Fisk. To stay up to date on every episode of this show and hear more from our newsroom, just follow the Dallas Morning News wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please rate the show and give us a good review. Find links to everything we do at dallasnews.com slash listen. You'll also find a special membership offer there just for listeners. For the news, I'm Aaron Bookie. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next
0: week. Eat, Drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market.